Welcome back. It's Midday. I'm Tom Hall. By the way, coming up tomorrow on our little broadcast, it's Midday on Pets. Dr. Lisa Garrity, a veterinarian from Ellicott City, will answer your questions about your furry and feathered and four-legged friends. How do the needs of older and younger pets differ? And, you know, what can we do to keep our pets happy and healthy during this hectic holiday season? So give us a call with your questions and join me and Dr. Lisa Garrity tomorrow here on Midday. Joining me now, the wonderful award-winning poet Grace Cavalieri. She was appointed Maryland's Poet Laureate in 2018, a post that she will leave later this month. And for more than 40 years, she has been the host of The Poet and the Poem, first on public radio, and now it's a podcast from the Library of Congress. She's also a playwright and a librettist for at least two operas. She has a new collection of poems. Some are new and some are previously published. It's called The Long Game. Grace Cavalieri joins us on Zoom from her home in Annapolis. Hey, Grace, good to have you back. Listen, thank you. Poetry loves you, Tom. I've told you that before because you pay attention to it. Thank you. Well, some some poets are worth paying attention to, and you're one of those. You're a great friend of our show, and we're just always so delighted when you're able to come by. So um, uh, the the governor has not announced uh, the choice for the next Poet Laureate, but you do expect that we will have a new Poet Laureate in the state of Maryland sometime in the next few weeks. Is that what you're I'm told? told this month, yes. So this is a very important interview for me because it's my exit interview, and I couldn't be happier than to be with you to do it. Well, we're happy to, to have you. Um, how would you sum up your, your tenure as the Poet Laureate? Has, has it been fun? I mean, it's, it's always seemed like fun. Every time we talk, you seem like you're having a yeah. great time. You know, it's a really interesting situation because if you're a writer, you're always doing the same things you always did. You're teaching, you're broadcasting. But what the laureateship did was to give a platform so that I had access to people I couldn't have before. For example, I was very interested in reaching teenagers, and I my goal was to go to every county in Maryland, and that's what we hope to do. And I could call an arts council and say, please put together a group of teens for me to work with. Now, I couldn't have done that as Grace Cavalieri, but I could do that in my new post. So that gave me great access. And the art councils were great all through Maryland. I was very interested in teens because I noticed, and I'm sure you noticed, that they are wired outward. And Mm -hmm. they had forgotten their interior lives. And so when we give them poetry prompts and they go into themselves and find parts of themselves, they were amazed. Tom, it was very fulfilling. That's really wonderful that just as as part of normal, you know, adolescent development, they're not as in touch with the interior and they're more in touch with the exterior. Everybody's posting stuff on Instagram and TikTok about what they're doing. Um, But that that indicated to you a, a neglect of the interior life. That's fascinating. That's exactly well put, because when we're teens and you may remember being a teen, we're all about image and what we're, how we're appearing and what people think of us. And we forget that the living part of us is inside. So I have prompts which take people through the levels of their lives. And I, th- one teen, a toughie, broke out crying because he got in touch with the memory of his grandfather. Now, these parts of us lay dormant until something wakes them up. 
And so one of the things I did as laureate was that. And then COVID came and I continued on Zoom teaching about four days a week, four different kinds of groups, college kids and women and various creative writing groups. And then when COVID went away, I resumed my in-person appearances. And another thing I did was write poems for occasions, which was a great challenge because you don't want to just write something pro forma. You want to write a poem that is true. And for instance, a housing development wanted me to write a poem. It was called The Laureate. And I had to search in my heart to find something really true to say. So the occasional poem is one that's a challenge, but it, if it's not good enough to be published, you shouldn't offer it to the event. Yeah, um, so I've been doing a lot of that. That's great, and and what a challenge to you as an artist and as a poet. Uh, and then you can then you know share that that wisdom um, with the the folks that you're teaching, and that wisdom has been. Um, garnered over a number of years. I mean, you know, you're 91 years old. And In so, my 92nd year to heaven, Tom. Yeah, and, 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 and God bless that you're still working. You've got this new collection of poems that we're going to read from in just a second. Um, but that, that, you know, anybody who comes to the table uh, in their 90s uh, has a sort of automatic sagacious wisdom about them <laughs> or assumed sagaciousness and wisdom. Um, when you're talking to a teenager, when you're talking to a 20-something a or a 30-something uh, wannabe writer or wannabe poet, um, are, are you, are you, you know, sort of super aware of the, of the age differential and what you've lived through and what they haven't lived through? And, and how does that inform those conversations? Um, what age differential? <laughs> the spirit knows no clock. The spirit has no clock. But uh, when I talk to people, we're all on the same vibration because each of us has a story. And that's what I go for. Every person has a story. And if you can talk, you can write. I never met a person who could not write with the right prompts and guidance and burnishing the material. Because if you do not tell your story, I always say, you will come and go and we will never know you. And so it's really important for people to know that each person's story is important. And it, it is a lovely way to live. Grace Cavalieri, the Poet Laureate of the State of Maryland, at least for the next few weeks before a new one is appointed. She's been the Poet Laureate since 2018. Her new book of poems is called The Long Game, Poems Selected and new. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. Our number 410-662-8780. You can email us midday at WIPR.org. And when it comes to telling your story, Grace, in this new collection, uh, that story is told so beautifully because it's an anthology of examples of your work going way back, as well as uh, a first section of the book that's all new poems. Um, that's a wonderful way to organize things. Mm -hmm. uh, was it was it hard choosing the old ones and figuring out the new ones that you wanted to include as well? Well, that's a really good question. It was a very practical question. I turned 500 poem, 500 pages into the publisher, and she said we can only do about 250 pages. So I kind of threw everything against the wall to see what would happen. I went through the ones that wouldn't be embarrassing, you know, that you thought <laughs> would not, um, well, that would 
have, have been seasoned if I've read them out loud and people like them. And you kind of go for the old chestnuts too that people have liked. But this, it, these have parts of 20 books. So it shows uh, where I was in, in the 70s and where I am now. And guess what? It's the same place because we always tell the same story, Tom. Poets are always telling the same story over and over, but using different language. And everyone has a story, and mine has to do with uh, domesticity, which wasn't very popular once in poetry. It has to do with raising children, the loss. It has to do a lot with loss. It has. To, I had a marriage of sixty years, which is gone, and it it has um, poems about being awake in the world. I guess that's the way, best way to put it. Why don't we Notice. give Why don't we give folks uh, a little taste of uh, some of that uh, awakeness in the world. Could you read, if you wouldn't mind, um, if, if, if it's okay if I choose them instead of you, is that all right? Oh my gosh, Tom. I mean, this I is going to be risky. <laughs> well, oh, I, didn't, if, I didn't count on this. If you're no, game, if you're game, could you read uh, the one called This Book? It's on page five. Um, because this, this does uh, give us an insight into you know, the, the, how you see the endeavor of being a poet. You couldn't have picked a better poem because this was an occasional poem for the new library that opened in Annapolis. And it is called this book. And it has an epigraph by Thomas Moore that says, and the best of all ways to lengthen our day is to steal a few hours from the long night. This book is a window into sleep where all dreams wait to come alive, where voices in nature live to be heard. This book began with a wish as the mother, the mother to thought, and thought as father of ideas, then ideas turning words to make story. Do you know of any other creation machine that never stops running night and day as long as we're reading a book? They asked me about my greatest gift, the cold moon rising, the hot sun setting on the page, and this author confiding in you every moment. Conf and this book confides in you. Yes, it's yeah. an, when you write a book, you're confiding in your reader. What a privilege. Yeah, and it's a wonderful experience for the reader as well. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll hear more from Grace Cavalieri. She's been Maryland's Poet Laureate since 2018. Her new book of poems is called The Long Game. And we will have more on the other side of a quick break, 410-662-8780, our email midday at wipr.org. But before we go to that break, each week here on Midday, it's our practice to read the names of the people who have lost their lives to violence in Baltimore City and to list their names on the Midday webpage. We do so to stand in witness to their untimely deaths and to remember their families and friends in their hour of grief. So far this year, 235 people have been identified as victims of homicide in our city. Bryant Guile was killed last week. He was 34 years old. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. We'll be right back.
And welcome back. It's midday. I'm Tom Hall. If you just joined us, my guest is Maryland's Poet Laureate, Grace Cavalieri. She'll be stepping down as our Poet Laureate later this month, but she will continue to host her wonderful podcast, The Poet and the Poem, from the Library of Congress. Her latest collection of work is called The Long Game, Poems Selected and New. If you have a question or comment for our Poet Laureate, 410-662-8780, our email midday at WIPR. Org. And Grace, I understand that the podcast, The Poet and the Poem, was included on a lunar mission, yes. a lunar capsule. So uh, it's out there in space in case anybody uh, happens to live out there and picks it up and is, is in the mood for a little poetry. That's pretty fun. Well, if you happen to be in the ocean of storms on the moon, you can just hear poetry now because it went up in the lunar codex shot in July along with 91 countries that offered offerings from artists and i they included 25 years tom of my podcasts there may be oh 200 or more and we don't know who's going to hear it but with technology somebody may <laughs> we went up with bach and andy warhol I say that's not bad traveling. No, companion. those are good traveling companions. My gosh, you could you could do worse <laughs> stuck in a middle seat on Southwest Airlines with those two on either side. That's pretty good. Um, you you write, excuse me, you write a lot about um, the art of poetry, the 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 reason for poetry, the mm. the justification, if you will. Um, I wonder if you could read us one. Um, you wrote one called "How a Poem Begins," and here's a relatively recent one. You wrote it in around 2021 called "Let's Not Shoot the Poets." Could yes. you read, read us that one? That's on page 265. That's, I was hoping to read that, especially after your memorial uh, remark. Let's not shoot the poets. They fish at night and dig by day. They were not born for death. Their heavens are low enough to touch, flashing illumination and desire. They make spring beautiful. They listen in their heads for autumn's breaking. They create and work, turning deadwood to life. Society's not enough, so they fly above its deception and crash into clouds of meaning. They're like animals birthing but never forgetting their loss. Poems may be crushed, but memory is the hot gold made every day. They stay. Mm, that's so great, Grace. Poems. I may mean be, it, po and I mean it. <laughs> yeah, and you should, because it's just—it's so remarkable. Poems may be crushed, but memory is the hot gold made every day. Isn't it they true? Stay. The hot gold. Gosh, isn't it true indeed? That's just terrific. You know, when you talk about loss, poets not made, they, they were not born for death. Um, you wrote about the passing of, on several occasions in these poems, uh, of your husband. Um, there are a couple of uh, poems, one's called A Green Gosel. Am I pronouncing that word yeah, correctly? That's, uh, mm -hmm. It's on page eight. And then you wrote a haiku from that poem. So it's like it's like a little derivation from mm -hmm. the the larger poem. Could could you read those two for us? Yes, but I'm really impressed that you actually read this book, Tom. <laughs> oh, I love your poetry. I wouldn't <laughs> pass up an opportunity to read <laughs> your you. poems. Absolutely so, not. <laughs> so grateful, so grateful. A gazel is a form from uh, the Middle East, and this it has certain repetitions that you have to include. 
at the end of each um, couplet. Green grass rises and rises, season after season. My husband's heart there, season after season. Green is the color of my true love's hair. I hear it ticking under the earth, season after season. I closed the green hospital curtains and said, rest. Then, no, wait, I think of this season after season. When young, I lost my gold boulevard watch in the ocean, ticking in green foam, season after season. Legends are based on these small parts of the voice, how the range of oceans is big and fearless, season after season. Bushes stay green after azalea blossoms float away. This is graceful of spring before leaving season after season. And the haiku from the gazel. Grass rises and rises, season after season, my husband. I wish to say, Tom, that there's a trick to a gazel, and that is you must, the author must put her name in the last line. Oh, really? Yes. So if you see, I sneaked it in there. It's called, I said, this is graceful of Graceful of spring before leaving. Some people would have harder times fitting that in <laughs> but um it was it worked quite well for me oh gosh it works beautifully and you know when you think about it the 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 big occasions in our lives weddings funerals um what do you do you read a poem you know mm -hmm. you you try to find the poet's mm. voice that expresses what what people in that space uh, who are mourning or who are celebrating uh you know can can resonate with and and relate to um you're right you yeah. know stop all the clocks at a at a funeral uh is just something that is um it's so important so when you talk about occasional poems it's it's interesting how i suppose on a certain level almost any poem could be employed as an occasional poem ah that's a good point because noticing the world is a big occasion. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. I never thought of that before. Indeed. Um, let me ask you to re read another fun one. This is on page 26. It's called Mama Didn't Allow No Blues or Jazz. Oh, that is so cool. I love that poem. You know, um, Lorne Kress was an African-American friend of mine who was raised in the 30s and 40s in Chicago and her parents and at that time jazz was considered devil's music and she was forbidden to hear it and actually she became the uh, one of the greatest world's presenter of jazz of course mama didn't allow no blues or jazz the monkey trap is simply this a coconut hollowed out a sweet potato stuck inside this is how a monkey can be caught he puts his paw inside and grabs the food this makes a fist. You say it's dumb, determined as hunger, caught inside a shell like that. You say betrayal comes from just such needs as a monkey has. We do not know the source of sanity, how monkeys feel about hunger, but I think it's better when holding on from not letting go. I think it's better to let go. 
And that's jazz. Yeah, that is jazz, letting go, to be sure. But also, that wonderful last line, I think it's better to let go, that mm. could mean a million different things. And I love, I love, yeah, I just, I love the breadth of that, the broadness of what that can encompass. Now uh, you know why poetry loves you. Yeah, well, I love poetry because it's just, I mean, that's the way to think about your life. And mm-hmm. when, when, because, uh, you know, you're a painter as well. Um, one of your books of poems uh, fairly recently uh, came out with, with uh, paintings uh, interpolated throughout the texts and it was just such a fun book to to experience um in in this this digital age of you know communication on all these platforms etc etc um we've got tiktok we've got instagram we've got all this social media stuff we've got tv we've got a gazillion people publishing essays and poems and rants on the internet um is is poem uh, are poems uh, gonna survive all of this? Is is there? Do do, do you have any worries about well, how poems are fitting or you know can fit into this just enormous landscape of stuff that people are saying? Good question. I have always thought if technology is here, I want it. I'm going to use it for poetry. You know, when radios early on, I thought, why do they get to sell cornflakes? No, I'm going to use radio for for the real news. But now that we have artificial intelligence, there is a great threat, of course. However, I question whether any robot or someone who is programming a robot has the essence and the open heart to say what poets say. And so unless you have the door to your art heart open and really search your being, your essence, until a robot can do that, I think poetry is going to win. But we must use technology. I use podcasts. I use Apple Podcasts. I use radio. I don't think technology dare go on without us. Absolutely. Uh, and, you know, the more poetic uh, influence there is in, in technology, the better off we'll all be. Well, Grace, uh, on behalf of everybody in Maryland oh, who has, yeah. you know, benefited so uh, wondrously from your tenure as our Poet Laureate, thank you so much oh, for your Tom- service in that regard. And we look forward to the next things that you have coming up. You're our North Star. And so kind. Thank you. Well, we very, very much appreciate your work and your time today. That's Grace Cavalieri. Her latest collection of poems is called The Long Game. She has served as Maryland's Poet Laureate since 2018. And that's it for us today. Coming up tomorrow, Dr. Lisa Garrity of the Greater Annapolis Veterinary Hospital will answer your questions about cats and dogs and birds and rabbits and whoever else you have in your house for this latest installment of Midday on Pets. So give us a call, drop us an email, let us know what questions you have about whatever pets you have with Dr. Lisa Garrity. That's tomorrow here on Midday. Here and Now is coming up now after news at the top of the hour. So stick around. I'm Tom Hall. Thanks for being with us. Have a great day.